Welcome to the Human Being Unleashed podcast, where we redefine, realign, and reimagine what it means to be human so that you can live a life with the health, wealth, and relationships that are inherently yours. What's going on, everybody? Today, I have a very, very interesting episode for you. I'm going to be breaking down why trying to ruin your life may be a great idea. In fact, I'm going to break down why trying to be your life may be an absolutely wonderful, maybe the best idea you've ever had up until this point. But before I do that, let me first tell you why I am sharing this with you. In the first place. So a couple of weeks ago, um, me and Nikki were staying at an Airbnb with a hand with like a whole camera crew and a couple of our guides that we're going to be having inside of our um, new Zamio company. And we were getting a lot of content done. And one night we're laying out. I mean, we're outside late, um, you know, maybe like 11 o'clock, just hanging out with a group of people and the Airbnb host also had a house next to the Airbnb we're at. I know most people don't like that, but this guy was freaking awesome. He, like, brought us donuts. He was, like, really, like, bending backwards to make it an amazing experience for us. Um, He just happened to be a very cool person to hang out and chat with. And during our conversation, he mentioned that he worked for IBM for over 20 years, and he was now investing in real estate, and he was consulting other tech startups. Now... Being startup founders, you know, in the tech space with no tech experience now, uh, me and Nikki really wanted his, his advice. So I basically stand there and I share with him our entire idea on how and how we plan on executing the idea. And then to make a long story short, <laughs> this guy absolutely tore my idea apart. He tore the entire idea apart. He pointed out every single reason why it was horrible and why it wouldn't work. I was just kind of dumbfounded. I stood there pretty speechless at first because it was the first time I heard that our idea was not good Uh, because everybody else we shared it with was like, it's phenomenal. And um, we actually shared it with somebody who is a uh, seasoned uh, individual in this space. And he was like, yo, this is not that good. You have to do something else. And I... uh, was like a little, you know, again, a little speechless. But then I remembered, Adrian, it's about the mission. It's not about the product. Fall in love with the mission, not your idea. And then with that in my mind, I was able to, you know, make some space and take the rest of it or take the rest of his advice with open arms, which I'm really glad I did because I made room for something that he said that would absolutely change my life. And what he said was, when I worked at IBM, I was the guy people hired to find every possible way to break a product. And that's what I do now. We consult with companies and we go in and we find out how to break their product. Mind-blowing moment. All right, I'm doing the whole mind-blow thing. Like, I was like, wow. It was a wow moment for me when he said that. And a week later, I sat down and I like reflected because I, I didn't really reflect on like why it was such a wow moment. 
And as I sit there and reflect on why it was a wild moment for me, I realize, man, this is what Nikki's been telling me all about. And we, j- Nikki's been telling me about this, but we haven't done it. Nikki, one, Nikki would, uh, was telling me, Adrian, we should write down how we can fail Zamio. What's every way we can fail with Zamio? Because if we write that down, we'll know exactly what not to do. And that was what this guy was doing, going in and breaking products. In other words, finding every single reason why it would fail. That is a significant way of thinking right there. That is why this way of thinking is important. Focusing on what not to do, which is just as if not more important than knowing what to do. Because as Charlie Munger says, it's remarkable how much long-term advantage people like us have gotten by trying to be consistently not stupid instead of trying to be consistently intelligent. Hmm. So I took that thinking and I was like, how can I break my entire life? Now, I want you to look at the title of this episode. Why trying to ruin your life is a great idea. The definition of try is to make an attempt at something. That's what I'm asking you to do is to make an attempt at ruining your life. Just don't actually do it. Imagine this. Imagine you have your hand out wide open, palm open, palm facing up. And you have and you have a pin sitting on top of your hand. Imagine I say, try to pick up that pin. You may immediately use your other hand to pick up the pin. But if you pay attention to what I said, this goes against the rules. Because I said try to pick up the pin. I didn't say actually pick it up. I said try to pick up the pin. To try means to not do. In the same way, I want you to try and ruin your life. Don't do it. Just try. Here's how. Step one, get clear on what you want. Take the time to sit down and get very clear on what you want. A great way to do this is to create a genius marker as author Gay Hendricks. Yeah, Gay Hendricks calls in his phenomenal book, by the way, I recommend you grab it. It's called The Joy of Genius. However, if you have not read The Big Leap, I recommend you read that first. The Joy of Genius is a great uh, number two. But here's how it works, or here's how I am thinking in the terms of the genius marker. Um, First, you want to write down, you want to grab a piece of pen and paper and you want to write three columns, okay? Just write, you know, like just like two lines down the middle so it creates three columns. And then on the top of one column, you're going to put one-year marker. On the top of the other column, you're going to put five-year marker. On the top of the third column, you're going to put deathbed marker. Now, what you're going to do is ask yourself this question for each marker. If I was happy and fulfilled one year from now, five years from now, on my deathbed, what one big goal did I accomplish that allowed me to feel that way? Maybe something like, let's say we're using the one year. Uh, if you wanted to say, if I was happy and fulfilled one year from now, what big goal did I accomplish? Maybe something like, I published my first book. I lost 50 pounds. I helped 100 clients. And then you're going to do the same thing for five years. If I was happy and fulfilled five years from now, what one thing did I do that made me feel that way? 
It could be I spoke on 15 stages I, uh, this year. I run a successful eight-figure company. I'm a New York Times best-selling author. I am a wonderful father, literally, whatever. Then to do the same for your deathbed. What's the one thing that would lead you to die being fulfilled? Maybe it's I have a big, happy, and connected family. I spent my life with my best friend. My children are all happy and doing what they love. Right? What is that genius marker for you? That if you hit it, you're content, you're happy. What is that genius marker for you? Now, I understand I'm not trying to like say, you know, these things are going to make you happy. But for the exercise, this is a great thing to do. What is going on? Very quick break, very quick break. I just want to say, guys, this podcast has been growing organically every single week. It is the most coolest thing to watch unfold. And it is because you guys are leaving reviews. Um, You guys are sharing this on social media, subscribing. I really love that. It means the world to me. So right now, if you have not, and if you're getting genuine value out of this show, go ahead and leave me a review. Go ahead and hit me with a rating and share this podcast with somebody you know who can benefit from it. All right. So now let's go ahead and get back to the show. So once you have that laid out, you move on to the next step. Step two. Get clear on how to make sure you don't get what you want. In other words, get clear on how to ruin your chances at achieving those genius markers. This step is simple. How can you do everything in your power to fail at those goals? What you want to do is you want to begin brain dumping out onto a piece of paper or a document everything that you can possibly do to fail at these things. Okay, for example, I, I, what I wanted to do, I'm going to share my business example so you can have a different way of thinking about this like from a different perspective. I wanted to get clear on how I could fail with Zamio, right? I was like, all right, Nikki said, let's get clear on how we could fail with Zamio. Let's figure out how we could break this thing, right? Which is, by the way, if you don't know what that is, it's our platform for children's mental health. And so here are the answers I came up with. I was like, well, we'll build the product based on our opinion rather than the customer's behavior. That's how we can fail. Not measuring KPIs. That's how we can fail. Setting their own KPIs. That's how we can fail. Ignore the customer's pains and desires. Accept unnecessary funding from investors. Get funding from the wrong investors. Ignore customers. Uh, ignore the customer's user experience. In other words, make it very difficult to use. Stop improving the product, make decisions that are misaligned with our company's values, hire the wrong people, keep them on for too long, micromanage every team member, fall in love with the idea and not the mission, stop producing content that adds goodwill to the market, fail to protect the privacy and safety of the children. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, Avoid paying taxes and creating tax strategies or even planning financially. Give too much equity away from the beginning for the wrong reasons. Treat our employees like numbers and not real human beings. Make decisions that only benefit shareholders and not stakeholders. Bring on teachers who have no idea how to teach children and fail to be transparent with our mistakes. Okay, those are my 20. Do the same thing. It doesn't have to be 20. It could be 30. It could be 40. It could be 10. I want you to just brain dump. This is where you just let it all out. All right. Do it for your big three genius markers. And then step three is you're going to narrow it down to the big stupid. What I mean by that is you're going to ask yourself, what are the three to four stupidest things that if I did would guarantee I didn't reach my genius markers? In other words, 
you can ask yourself, how can I ruin my life <laughs> in four steps or less? <laughs> right? And what you want to do is I use the list above and you narrow it down. And so I took that list of 20 and I narrowed it down to these four. I said, if these are the biggest, stupidest things we can possibly do, and that is, number one, build a product based on our opinion rather than the customer's actual behavior. Number two, put children in danger. Number three, hire the wrong people. And number four, measure the wrong KPIs. Okay, now you do the same. What are the big stupid, the big three to four things that would guarantee you absolutely ruin your chances of hitting your genius markers? Once you're clear on that, you move on to step four. Create preventative solutions. The final part, creating a clear way to prevent any of the big stupids from happening. This is where you write down a proactive solution for each one. I want you to ask yourself, how can I avoid the big stupids <laughs> and create a solution for each one. You want to make sure it's, it's clear enough so you know what it means, but it's not overly detailed. Okay. So for example, here are, I'm going to finish off with my example from Zamio. Here are my preventative solutions. One is set a pivot, a persevere meeting every single quarter and hire a product manager and someone who dialogues with and collects data from customers. That's my solution for building the product based on our opinion rather than the customer's behavior. Now, my solution for putting children in danger is to invest heavily into a cybersecurity department and leverage facial recognition technology and other measures to prevent adults from using the platform. Number three, my solution for hiring the wrong people was have an intensive hiring process where we make culture-based decisions with a 90-day probationary period, and we fire somebody the moment we consider it. This means the moment we think about firing somebody, we do it, and we get it done in less than five minutes. Now, it may sound harsh to you, but that's how we're going to run a company without having the wrong people on the ship. Number four, measure the wrong KPIs. Only use, and so my solution was, only use KPIs associated with the growth engine in the value hypothesis and make a public dashboard that shows every KPI for anyone on the team to see at the snap of a finger. All right, so I know you may not really know what some of this means, but I do, so don't worry about it. The only thing is you just know what it means for you. Now, go create your preventative solutions. And then step five. <laughs> Implement your solutions, the most important step of all. Actually implementing your preventative solutions, okay? Because this entire thing that I just jammed on is useless without it. Don't hesitate to act. Immediately begin doing the things that you need to do and focus on the solutions. Let me say that again. It's so important that you focus on the solutions. I don't want you from this point to focus on how you can ruin your life. Where energy goes, where your attention flows, energy goes. Where energy goes, things grow. So don't focus on the big stupids. I had you get clear on the big stupids so you can create solutions. And now your focus stays on the solutions to the big stupids. And you begin implementing those today. When you focus on the solution, that will grow. And in conclusion, it's a lot easier to think from the ending. It's hard to think from the beginning because you don't know what tomorrow brings. But you can think from the future by putting yourself in it because your mind has the capacity to remember yesterday. This is why focusing on the end, your genius markers, 
and then getting clear on immediately every possible way not to reach those is an easy way to reverse engineer your way to a fulfilled life. Just like a garden flourishes when the weeds are gone, your life flourishes when you cut out the things that you don't want.